Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome to Season 6 of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Pat Nichols. Pat is married to Tommy for almost 40 years now, so congratulations. And they have one son, one daughter in love, and three grandkids. Today, Pat is here to share about what the Lord has done in her life through missions. Welcome, Pat. Thank you, Taylor. Glad to be here. So excited. Well, let's dive right in. Tell us where you went on mission this year. Sure. Uh, Tommy and I went to Manaus, Brazil, where we traveled by boat down the Amazon River, visiting a different village every day. Oh, so fun. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was your first mission trip, right? That's correct. Okay, so why now? Well, that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long story. Um, that's kind of where the Lord began to work in my life and in my heart uh, about going. Um, my brother-in-law is the executive director of the Amazon Outreach Mission, so we've heard about this trip over the dinner table, over the card table, holidays for years, probably about eight years now that he's been doing that. And so um, first couple of years, I thought it just sounded crazy and, <laughs> and never even gave it a thought. Um, the next couple of years, my thoughts were that mission trips were for pastors mm-hmm. and missionaries, and I wasn't one of those. And so, you know didn't apply to me. Um, the next couple of years, I listened more intently um, and thought I'd never have the time in my schedule or or even the money to go. Uh, and then over the last couple of years of hearing Pastor Michael talk about putting your yes on the table and letting the Lord work through your obedience, the Holy Spirit must have begun working on me because I started to ask questions about the trip. Now, my questions were, what's the food like? <laughs> What's um, what kind of bugs are there? Snakes, <laughs> etc. Uh, what's it like sleeping in a Seemed hammock? Seem like very reasonable questions. <laughs> yes, yes. So I kind of thought those things were interesting to know, um, but still didn't think I would go. Um, and then finally, I said, "Okay, Lord, here's my yes. We're going. I'm not sure how, but you do." So we immediately signed up for the trip and began making plans to go, trusting that God would work it out. Um. And then he did. Uh, He was faithful in that. And um, once we had paid our um, down payments um, and began working on my fundraising page, um, we were made aware that someone had um, blessed us with half our trip for each of us. So that was a big deal. Yeah. So the Lord did work that out. Yeah, he did. And it's so cool to see how he does that when he calls you to something. He's not going to just leave you hanging. He's going to provide a way for that to work out. Right. Right. So will you share with us what the Lord did in your life on that trip? Sure. Um, It was a huge lesson in God's um, perfect plan for us and how he works everything for his good. First of all, it was a really rough start getting there because of several flight cancellations and delays we weren't even sure we were going to get to go. It took us 48 hours to get there. Um, yeah, it was a long time. <laughs> uh, we first had an overnight stay in Dallas. It wasn't planned. 
Uh, and then another overnight stay in the airport, which is oh, interesting, in, in Sao Paulo. Um, so while delays are frustrating and trying, it was evident once we got there that God had allowed them and was working through those delays for His good. Keep in mind that since we were getting such a late start on the river, we had to completely change the villages that we were visiting. For instance, um, every night on the boat, we were told about the village we would be visiting that day. The first night after dinner and worship time, we were told about um, the village of Hope by the missionaries and the pastor familiar with that village. The village of Hope was a small village of about 20 families. Um, they shared with us that there was an eight-year-old little girl that had been raped, strangled, and buried in the village by her uncle. We found out later that the brother of that little girl had committed suicide after a killing. The next morning, uh, not having ever seen the people of the Amazon, I wasn't sure really what to expect. When we deboarded the boat into the village, the people were very somber-looking, not exactly welcoming, no smiles, etc. We went about our mission for that day. The Amazon Outreach provides medical, dental, eyeglasses, pharmacy, VBS, women's ministry, men's ministry, and door-to-door evangelism. Um, I was working in the women's ministry, and we had about 10 ladies that came to check it out. That day, six of the 10 women were brave enough to raise their hands that they had prayed to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. It was amazing. Uh, It was just so powerful to see firsthand how the Lord had worked in those ladies and through us, through me even. That evening after dinner, we shared the day's happenings, and the story was shared that the parents of another, the parents and another sibling of that little girl who had been killed had come to the eyeglass ministry. Um, the way they fit the appropriate strength of glasses needed is partly by reading scripture from the Bible as the gospel is shared with them. The mom and dad and sibling gave their lives to Christ there. Um. I wrote that night in my journal, thank you, Lord, for the delays and for working out the many, many details to get us there just for that visit, for that village, and for that family. Because of this, they will see their little girl again. Um, His plan is perfect. Um, Another day, Walter came by our spot where we were set up to do nails and braid hair, and we weren't very busy. And so he said, let's take y'all to the door-to-door group. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, we were told to have our testimony ready to give, but I didn't really think I was going to have to do that. I mean, I didn't sign up for (laughs) door-to-door. I never suffered from AFib before, but I was pretty sure I suffered <laughs> from it at that moment. <laughs> when we caught up with my brother-in-law, Steve, who was with the door-to-door group, he said, okay, so if a woman answers the door, Pat, you will give your testimony, and Linda, you will present the gospel. Now, Linda's my sister, who's been a pastor's wife for about 25 years. She's experienced and comfortable in this role. I was not. (laughs) She asked me, are you okay with that? And I answered, I did not come all this way to sit on the sideline. Mm. 
while I was somewhat prepared, I was more scared. <laughs> so guess what happened, Taylor? <laughs> a woman answered the door. <laughs> door one. <laughs> a woman answered the door. <laughs> so after the icebreakers, I began talking, uh, sweating bullets, tearing up. Um, I'm a crier, and so I was wiping sweat and tears from my eyes as I talked. <laughs> The woman seemed to listen intently while I and my sister talked. Um, finally, my sister asked if she wanted to pray to uh, receive Christ as her Lord and Savior, and she said yes. So that was just an overwhelming sense of, wow, mm. the Lord um, used even me in this lady's life. And so we left that house. Um, as we left that house, a teenage guy and girl that had walked through the house, um, as we talked to the woman, were sitting on the ledge on the porch. They, too, wanted to hear the story, and they both prayed to receive Christ. Mm -hmm. I cried again and thought, wow, this is so amazing, how the Lord was working through us and that it was really easy to do. All you have to do is share. Mm -hmm. So, door two. Guess what happened, Taylor? Another woman? (laughs) Another woman. You guessed it. Again, I gave my testimony, and Linda shared the gospel. That lady also gave her life to the Lord that afternoon in women's ministry, and when her hand went up, I thought again how amazing the Lord is. Um, I'm going to say that we had about 75 women that afternoon, and about 80% of them raised their hands after praying to receive Christ. I remember just being in awe again of the situation that the Lord had allowed me to be in. Mm. On the last day of men's ministry, Um, It was past time to start, but there were no villagers there. It was beginning to look like a bus, they said. But God had other plans. Slowly they began to come, and they had a great ministry time. After all that, no one responded to follow Christ. As they were about to end, Steve felt God was not through, and he began to challenge them to reconsider. During this, a young man with a cocky attitude and loud music walked in. Steve suspected that he was there to be a distraction. But when he finished his challenge, the young man spoke up. Not only was he bold enough to stand alone for Christ, but he was humble enough to drop to his knees and accept Christ. Mm. It got better than that. The night before he arrived, he had cried out to God to help him. His name was Douglas, and he said that life had become unbearable, and he was struggling whether he should turn to God or end his life. Douglas not only walked up when the meeting should have been over, but our team wasn't even supposed to be there. When Douglas heard of our delays, he was convinced that God had rearranged our trip to answer his cry. We believe that, too. The reoccurring theme on our trip was um, we weren't supposed to be here. And God sent us uh, where he wanted us. Um, also just the spiritual growth for myself and what the Lord is doing in me was very exciting and is exciting. I knew I would be pushed outside my comfort zone, but I really wanted to be, and I was ready. Hmm. So encouraging to me to hear how the Lord uses delays and new places and unplanned things to work in his people and to share his love with people that may not have otherwise heard the gospel. I yeah. love hearing that. Yeah. Is there any scripture that God has used as you've gone? 
Well, obviously, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, you know, we all know that. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, um, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Um, but another one really speaks to me now. It's James 1, 22. Obey the word of God, if you hear only, and do not act, you are only fooling yourself. So in other words, be a doer. Mm-hmm. Stop sitting in the pew, just soaking it up like a sponge. Um, don't let it just go in one ear and out the other. Mm. But actually be a doer and share the word. Man, that's good. What encouragement would you offer to someone who has never been on a mission trip? Um, first, I would just say, put your yes on the table and let God do the rest. Um, since that time, there's been other, this podcast actually, <laughs> where my first um, inclination was like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I think you said that to me actually when I asked you. <laughs> Taylor, you know how much I cry. <laughs> But uh, I just listened to the Holy Spirit and knew that He wanted me to do it, and I should do it mm-hmm. and share these wonderful stories. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, put your yes on the table and let God do the rest. Um, secondly, not only will you be a blessing to others, but you in turn are blessed even more. Mm. And then thirdly, um, spiritual growth has been amazing. And um, I was really pushed outside my comfort zone, but I was ready for that. And that part's just been amazing. I love that. And uh, one uh, thing I'll add to, and then I'll let you finish, is you don't have to go on the Amazon for your first mission trip. That was an amazing opportunity <laughs> the Lord gave you. Yes. But our mission team has just put out 2024 dates, and they're all over the United States and the world. So if you yes. want to go Amazon for your first one, more power to you. Yes. Um, it really is a great trip. It was, um, even though you're going down the river, you're on a boat, you're going into villages, um, the boat's amazing, the food was amazing, someone does your laundry. Oh, yes, please. Uh, yeah, it was, it, you know, sleeping in a hammock was very comfortable. It was, it really was great. What was the bug situation? I remember that was a fear. No bug. Well, I never got bit by a single See, bug. You're fine. I never got bit by a single bug. You're fine. I saw a exotic bird. That's pretty. Uh, and a monkey, I believe. And that was it. There you go. Nothing crazier than that. It's not as scary as we build it up in our minds to be. No, it's not. Um, also, I just loved what John Roach said a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's not a matter of do we want to share what God's done in our life, our te- which is our testimony. Mm-hmm. Um And for the longest, I thought, you know, I don't really have, like, a testimony. I thought a testimony was um, kind of a Mm bottom-of-the-barrel story, you know, that God raised you from. But, I mean, your testimony is just your story, how you came to know the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But what he said is not, um, it's not a matter of do we want to share it, but that we get to. Um, and especially what he said, um, why would we not want to share the best thing that's ever happened to us? Mm-hmm. That really spoke to my heart. Yeah. 
It reminds me too of what Revelations twelve eleven says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Yeah, that's right. Like you said, there's power in just sharing our stories. Exactly. And it's not as hard as we make it out to be in our minds. It's really not. <laughs> Even if you cry your way through it. <laughs> Even if. <laughs> Pat, is there anything else from your experiences on mission this year that you want to share? Oh, gosh. Um, just that I'm glad that he finally um, moved me to that spot where I did say yes and um, wasn't home long before I said yes to another one. Mm-hmm. And you and I went to Colorado and had the best time. So, And I convinced you to lead the kids group. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you know, you get out of your comfort zone once, you might as well just stay out That's of it. right. That's right. Um, no, but it was great. Um, had a wonderful time with the ladies that went. And um, it was just an awesome feeling to go and share the, share the love of Christ with, well, you guys share the love of Christ with the women there, and we have the, share the love of Christ with the kids. Yeah. It's a sweet time. It's so cool what the Lord will do through these weekend trips, week trips, month long, however long you go, the Lord can move in really powerful ways. Yes, He can. Pat, thank you so much for sharing your story and your experiences. Um, it's such an encouragement to me to hear about your obedience to the Lord in this, and I hope it is to our listeners as well. Now, we have two questions that we ask every podcast guest. What is something you're learning and what is something you're loving? Okay. Uh, what I'm learning now um, is to listen for and be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the spring Bible study, um, the book, When God's Spirit Moves. And so it was just an amazing um, study and it's just made me much more aware of listening for the Holy Spirit and obeying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm learning. What are you loving? I'm loving my grandkids. <laughs> no surprise. Uh, loving my grandkids. I have three. I have uh, Coleman, who is seven, almost eight. Easton, who is four, almost five. And Gwen, um, who's three and a half. And they're just the biggest blessings in my life. I love that. Pat, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.